Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> Sorry. This is, of course, The Fizzle Show, a weekly talk show for those who want to do great work, dent the universe, and support yourself doing something that you actually care about. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about. It is not as easy or as hard as you thought. Uh, your hosts are Barrett Brooks, Steph Crowder, Corbett Barr, and me, Chase Reeves. We run Fizzle.co, where new and used entrepreneurs learn how to create, develop, and grow a personal business in the modern age. Membership costs about a dollar a day, but, well, actually, we're on a big old special deal here that we're going to offer you here in a little bit in the conversation. So speaking of which, in this episode, Val did the work that many of us dream of doing. She was working for herself, building something that she cared about and was good at, and she was making money. But something happened that made her question the whole idea of the dream she thought she wanted. That's what we're going to get into today. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 144. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. We're back! Whoa, that was a little creaky. Yeah, it was like, a little rusty. It's, it's totally a little rusty. Yeah, right. It's the uh, it's the uh, the first of the you, you guys. This is exciting to me. First podcast of the new year. It is. It's well, a, it's that's not actually technically true. not true. It's the first one we've recorded in the new year. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> People probably are bummed that in the episode that aired on New Year's Day, we didn't make a big hubbub about it. Yeah, we didn't We didn't hubbub, no hubbub it up. It's it true. was like a lack of hubbub. There was like negative hubbub. About the new year. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. On, man, it aired on hubbub. New Year's Day. Are we, see, mm-hmm. I feel that, that's a bummer for me. You know, the, the holidays are hard, though. Holidays are hard. We recorded that episode. People uh, were all listening to it, all hungover. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is going to do the trick. <laughs> and then, no. They're like, I don't have the... Actually, it was a good episode, though, right? That was the Adam Clark episode, right? Yep. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think it was a really good one. Adam Adam wrote a, a heartfelt response to it, and um, in the comments, that was really cool. It was really cool to see. So that everybody listening, that he is, gave us a little bit more detail in yeah. the comments. Mm-hmm. The episode was I let my insecure I let insecurity and fear keep me from promoting my business. Fizzleshow.co slash one forty three. I'm going to put that in the show notes of this episode, but. Uh, before we get like all the way into this episode, which is going to be a good one, I'm excited for this one. Um, how are you guys' holidays? Good. So is mine. Um, and <laughs> uh, first of all, okay, did anybody did anybody like have a moment that they that they want to share on the podcast and the and the thing? Uh, let me guess, you do. Well, I could I could I could make one up. <laughs> I have one. I have one, but I don't really care about. It. I mean, I'd like to share it. Like a moment, something that happened. Yeah, like what happened. Like my, my favorite moment was all of us huddled in your garage mm. after dance uh, party, uh-huh. wrapping it up. Go ahead. <laughs> ah, you, that you was a good rest. moment. So we threw a big party. I had a bunch of friends over, and uh, and at the very end, we were dancing in the garage uh, because we had to like keep it away from the neighbors hearing it. Uh, at like what? It was like four o'clock almost. It was time to wrap it up. It was time to wrap it up. <laughs> it was just my wife and like our friend Kristen in the dance were like dancing to like Owl City or something. You know what I mean? And then I was like, all right, I think we're calling it for the dance party part. Uh, so I, I I got everybody together. I was like, let's all just sing Coldplay's 
fix you at the top of our lungs in like a circle on and, a, an arm. And, and the circle just happened right it happened yeah. naturally because that's what happens when you listen to pieces of music that are that that transpand, tra- transcend space and time and literally goes straight into the soul through the backside dang i knew i missed a lot i didn't know i missed that yeah it was yeah. it was pretty pretty religious bro um my other favorite thing was we watched Interstellar with my wife and a and hundred people that are in her family. Um, hundred and three. hundred and three, I think, yeah, because one of them had kids. I can't remember which one. Uh, they, uh, the, my wife's the oldest of 10 kids. We were on a farm, or basically, not on a farm, but like imagine an in, like a, a pulp mill town, super far north British Columbia. And uh, they play a game called Mafia. Anybody who's played Mafia knows that it's the worst game in the entire world, and I won't come near it. Uh, I will not come near it. People end up pissed off yeah, at the end. Yeah, real bad. <laughs> I, I end up pissed off because everybody was lying to me the whole time. Then, uh, anyways, after we watched Interstellar, we <laughs> exploded into two hours of debate about who the they were. And I don't know if you, you guys have all oh, seen... Oh, you mean them? The them. The oh, them. and Interstellar. And Interstellar. So have you uh, seen Interstellar? Yeah. Has everybody seen it? McConaughey. Has yeah. anybody seen it twice? No. Remember, the end changes the movie, so you get to watch it the second time. It's like a completely new movie. Yeah. Because you know everything. I That was my second time watching it. I was loving it. Uh. It was awesome. So anyways, it was my favorite thing was just debating who the they were with these people. Either they're humans, uh, the, the like future humans. Then it's like, wait, they survived, so why are they fixing this? But now, meddling with time, that never does anything good. And then there's potentially, these are just like good aliens like running around the, the, the galaxy going like, these guys are about to die, let's, let's save them. <laughs> this took two hours. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's amazing. I loved it, I loved it. Sounds like a podcast episode. It, it should be. Uh, so anyways, that was my holidays. What are you guys, anything, anything to bring to the table before we jump in? I mean, I'll add one thing just on pop culture real quick. I went and got myself embarrassingly addicted to Making a Murderer, that Netflix documentary. People have been talking about this. Dude, okay, so... I am so ashamed of my pacing through this series. (laughs) It's really... What are we talking about here? It's like three in the morning. Steph's in her PJs sitting cross-legged, like not even leaning back against the couch, like leaning forward, just like chips, like crumbs on her her blouse. The fun fact for me is this, you know, for anyone who's who's watching the, the series or has watched it, the whole thing takes place in this tiny town called Manitowoc, Wisconsin, which is the middle of nowhere. And just... Totally by coincidence, my husband John was leaving for a new consulting project in none other than Manitowoc, Wisconsin. You got to be yesterday kidding. morning. What? what? So I'm home alone watching this, totally scaring myself. It was just way too much, and um, I got I went through it incredibly fast, and I'm not proud of it. But it's over, and oh, I, I did it. it. I love. Sometimes you feel like you just have to. It's like yeah. Nope, this is going to happen. You got to hit rock bottom. <laughs> yep. yep. Which means running out of episodes. You know what? It's just going to hurt, but I got to go all the way at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hit rock bottom. It's, it's totally what happened to me. You could totally feel it. It's like, all right, I'm going to need to go ahead and get some ice cream because this is going on all <laughs> weekend. <set>. Yep. <laughs> I had a little bit of an experience like that with Rick and Morty this this holiday season. I, I had never seen the show. And I now have like two episodes left and I'm trying really hard not to watch them. I'm I trying to like 20, breathe through it. 20 hours of... Uh, TV show while I was gone. Did you? Which one? Mm-hmm. Turn. It's about uh, revolutionary spies. Huh. What? Wait, mm. Like, wait, in the in the revolution? Uh, yeah. It's like historical fiction, I guess you okay. call it. Okay, yeah. It was pretty By good. By the way, Barrett, um, now that you're done with lunch, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. thanks. Hey, how was your, how was your, uh, your... I at least made it known that I was present in between bites of chicken <laughs> soup. Listen, man, I got oh, an yeah? early flight so I could get back in time for our team meeting. I deserve some lunch. <laughs> uh, okay, listen, we all had a great holiday, but more importantly, it's the beginning of the new year, and you guys, I get 
I, I feel like I feel I, like I feel it in my some blood. pent up energy here. Oh my god, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I I I spent la- the last week, the week in between Christmas and the New Year. Uh, like I was like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Because there's all these things I love to do at the end of the year. We got into that in the yearly planning episode and stuff like that. I never get to do it all. So I, I really like defined the things I wanted to do and I did them. I just clean, I organized the hard drive. I organized all our Dropbox file, got all of our photo, my you know personal photos backed up, did all this. I feel like everything is like, like dropped off of my life. Like I am ready to like, I'm like clean walking. Slate. I am walking. I am a man walking here, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it feels amazing to be in 2016 and going like, this is it. I feel like there's something literally, honestly, spiritual about the New Year stuff because I'm like, it's it it just gets me so excited for no reason. It's no different than it was yesterday. You know what I mean? It's not really any difference. I don't know. It's pretty different. It feels really different to me. It's not different, but it does feel different. Yeah, I think that makes it different. Yeah, I think the feeling feelings are different, and everybody's entitled their own feelings. I mean, our calendar could have started in like July. Yeah, that's you true. know, it, it's all about what you feel the same way. And if we did, uh, if we did retail, we would be starting in July, going like, all right, let's start getting ready for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> you know. True. Um, so okay, we are we are now caught up with everybody. We're back. Thank you for indulging us. Thank you for indulging us. Uh, and uh, and, and I hope it wasn't that long of an intro. Okay, yeah, I hope that, yeah. okay. I hope it your was holiday friendly. was great. I I hope that you're ready for the for the new year. Like we are, we are gangbusters. In fact, let's do it. We we're we're actively building this thing right now. We don't even know if it's going to be launched in time, but we're going to go ahead and say it right now <laughs> because. Oh yeah, let's it'll do be, it. It'll be ready. You think it's yep. gonna be launched and ready? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're putting together for one week only here in Fizzle. We're gonna do because this is the beginning of the year. You want to invest in yourself if you're ready for that. You want a Fizzle membership because you're like, I want to build a business. I want to go through the roadmap this year. I want to make some entrepreneurial friends this year. I want to take a few courses once, maybe one a month for the next you know twelve months. So okay, that's if that's where you are. If that's where you're where you're thinking, you want to invest in your business. Uh, why don't you get a year? Yearly membership to Fizzle, and we'll discount it a bunch for you right now. Yep. What are we selling it for? So what we're doing is an annual membership. Well, so a monthly membership to Fizzle is $35 a month. Yep. Normally, annually, that would be $420. However, uh, for this week only, if you sign up, we are giving an annual membership to you for $245, which is the equivalent of seven months. So So you you get get 12 months for the price of seven. Exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah. $245. $245. I'm not even going to do the whole like drawn out thing. I'd like, we will probably by the end of it. Uh, sure. At, some point. at the end. Yeah. But, uh, but the, it's just a, it's just a huge discount with, that we're going to offer for a little while for, I think we're going to do it for this right now as we're, this episode's airing on the 8th of January. We're going to start it then January 8th, 2016. It's going to be closed January 15th, 2016. So get it in. In that time, you will get this discount. Uh, and and in order to get the discount, all you have to do is go to the homepage. There's no special yep. link, code, anything. Go to the homepage, sign up. You'll still get a two-week free trial. Yep. And then just click the annual option, and uh, you will be locked in at the $245 per year. And price. that is fizzle.co. Okay, so more on that by the end of the show. Let's remind ourselves to, to pimp that a little bit more. But uh, hopefully hopefully a handful of you are into taking advantage of that because it is, it's a huge discount. We don't offer this kind of thing. Um, typically, but I love yeah, yeah, the spirit of the beginning of the year. I just totally. think it's awesome, and and that's exactly why you brought this up because mm-hmm. it's a it's a great time to invest in yourself, to believe in yourself, yep. and to commit to doing something meaningful towards building a business. Part of me wants to go. About. Now, I really like you know this whole believing in myself thing, right? I think it's great, but. I also don't believe I'm going to do anything with it. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I pay my two hundred forty-five dollars, and I'm like, nope, not going to do it. But it felt good. 
felt good for a second there. And then I look at my bank account, and I'm like, it doesn't feel that good anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you guys know, that guy knows what I'm talking about. Who's like, I like his cute hair. Uh, anyways, you know, uh, so. Well, give it a try for two weeks and see if you like it. Oh, really? Yeah. I can cancel within those two weeks? You can. Unbelievable. Really? And now you've got the roadmap in there? We do. You're going you're gonna to walk me, handhold me through every stage of the business that I'm going to want to build? We yeah, are. Unbelievable. Much, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and now say there, there's, there's, but that's it. There's no other courses or anything like no, that. No, there's just, a lot of courses. There are dozens. In fact, I'd say it's probably only like eight or nine bucks a course that you're paying for. If you took them all this next whoa, year. Whoa, that's crazy. Well, and that's less than a dollar a day at $245. It's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm investing in myself, but I don't really believe in myself. I'm spending less than a dollar a day on me. This is a great deal. You probably spend more than a dollar a day on... I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. I drink a lot of coffee. But uh, I'm excited about this. Hopefully hopefully, a handful of you are ready to get into it and you're just like, screw it, let's do it. $245 is the cheapest you can possibly get a physical membership yeah. for it. And before uh, the Southern Gentleman... Uh, That's right, yes. Yeah, stepped in. Uh, Texan, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you bet. All I wanted to mention was we literally don't ever do this. No, we don't. So, we never. So if never. you want to take advantage of it, you've got one week, that's it. Yep. One week. This is a this is all all hands on deck. And oh, also for Fizzle members as well. This is offered for two Fizzle members as well as uh, people who are already having annual memberships and things like that. Yep. If you're already a member, uh, go into your Fizzle.co slash account yep. page, and there will be instructions there on how to upgrade to the discounted annual. That's cool. We've never really done a sale before. I feel like this is kind of exciting, time based. And, and we did it after sale season. We're so countercultural, you guys. Did you guys see what uh, Cards Against Humanity did? For their black, uh, give us five dollars for nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, they you made a bunch that? of money too. Tons of money. Yeah. Did you see all the stuff they did with the money too? No, it was amazing. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> people did whatever they wanted, right yeah. in the company. Yeah, no way. That was they, they, every year, every year they do the most amazing thing. They're one of the most inspiring companies to me. Okay, now that's now that's all sorted out. Uh, Steph, talk us through a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so Chase, like you said, I think we're all excited for this episode. It's, I think it's really a good one. It's kind of unique. Um, this is, I think, a really nice follow-up to an episode that we recorded recently called How to Create Your Own Definition of Success. That was fizzleshow.co slash 140. And it was a popular one where we all sort of talked about figuring out what success means to you instead of you know, sort of just letting life happen to you and living by somebody else's definition of success. So with that being said, we have a fizzler who is a great, great uh, member of our community. Her name is Val. And Val uh, recently posted something Hold in- Hold on, Corbett. What are you laughing at? Corbett's just dying oh, over here. <laughs> I don't what? want to derail the whole thing. No, Steph was talking. You just started laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> Steph, hold your spot. You just burst out laughing. Oh, you, you just to... introduced Val. Okay, you got to put this in the show notes. <laughs> you brought up Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I, I pulled up the link. It says how everybody spent the the money, and uh, they made seventy one thousand dollars from people sending them five dollars for nothing. Seventy one thousand yes. dollars yeah. for five dollars. Like literally, I remember landing on the. I think I did. It. I I don't know if I did or not. I landed on the. Th- I literally thought about it because I know this company. They're cool, and they're like, literally, give us five dollars. We're not going to do anything with it. Like anyway, you are going to be so disappointed in what we do with this money. You guys, and got, I still wanted to do it. <laughs> you got to check this thing out. Uh, it says how each person on the staff spent the money. That's right. I remember somebody that. bought 760 pounds of cat litter. Cause he says his two cats poop a lot. Uh, but then Amy says, uh, she paid down 1.5% of her student loan debt, which was $2,381. 
in the notes it says $100,000 for a BA, $60,000 for an MFA, and now I design dick jokes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I'm putting that in the show notes for sure. All right, let's take us back to Val. You had just First introduced all, us to Val's Whenever you guys do that, whenever you start giggling and I'm in the middle of something, I'm like, have this moment of terror that I've said something that is just like completely unforgivable. Aww. So I'm glad oh, that's not on. what happened. You are the um, least likely yeah, by so, far to ever do that. It's true. So we have Val, who Val's an interesting case. And this is something that I think is different than the typical entrepreneurial story that we talk about of people who are quitting their day jobs to pursue the business that they dream of, et cetera, et cetera. Val is in a bit of an opposite situation. For the past four years, she's built a successful business of her own. She supported herself with that business. And she was working in sort of a virtual assistant project manager type capacity and sort of all over time started to realize she, I think, started to use ConvertKit with a uh, founder, Nathan Barry, who's a friend of Fizzle. And they formed a great relationship and they started, started having some conversations together. Lo and behold, she has this opportunity to join this company as a full-time member. So she wrote this great forum post that we're going to talk about where she just talks about how she came to this decision to not abandon her business, but take on full-time work within a company that she really cares about versus continuing to be a solopreneur, if you will, um, because that wasn't quite as aligned with her own personal definition of success. So this is kind of like, a, I guess this could be two different topics, really. It's, you know, for the people who may, maybe realize that full-time work is in the cards for them after entrepreneurship, but it's also for people who maybe want to keep their business as a side hustle intentionally and decide that, you know, their side hustle never needs to be their full thing that they rely on for income. So that's kind of a little bit about where the conversation will start, at least start today. Cool. I'm in. I like it. Take Love us it. in. Where, where do you want to start? So I think, you know, first of all, there's a few things that Val shares in the forum post. And we, I thought it might be interesting for us to... She, she posts five things that she took away from this decision that she made. Um, I can share those and maybe we can talk about them individually. But I think that she... It's helpful to think about how she came to this decision to make, I think, what, what is really a sort of counterintuitive or different move than what we're used to. So, yeah, totally. So I think that's one thing that we could talk about is, is how you figure out, like, could this be... Could I be a, a good candidate for, you know deciding to maybe put my what I thought was my dream to the side and move on to full-time work that also is going to be fulfilling to me, maybe even on a deeper level than I could have imagined before. So this this topic is a fun one to me because uh, I think we're on record in a couple of places, probably saying something along the lines of, you should never take another job again. And this is kind of us rolling that back a little bit and saying no we're rolling that back so what you're getting at is we have a really big let me find it really quick five reasons to not never take another three, job three reasons three reasons uh, another yeah. job yeah which i think for a it's lot a of huge post three reasons to never to never take another job and it's and it's just one of our most popular absolutely. posts and for a lot of entrepreneurs that's exactly what they need to hear is like hey there is no option to go back so make the thing burn work. the bridges exactly mm -hmm. in this case we're seeing an opposite of, or an example of the opposite where someone started a business, succeeded, and now she's like, hey, but this thing's pretty awesome and I like it yeah. and I'm not gonna apologize for yeah. it. And so I just wanna start off and say, hey, you're not a failure as a person. You're not a failure as an entrepreneur. If you decide to take an exciting opportunity that interests you with the company that you believe in, I don't yeah. think that's failure in this case. No, not at all. And I think that everyone, we should just start there and say, hey, in some cases, it really works out and you can find really meaningful work by going to work on a team that yeah. you believe in. Totally. Yeah. And like, I love the power of 
uh, a side project, whether it leads to mm-hmm. a business or it leads yeah. to other opportunities. And in a lot of ways, we all, all four of us came to Fizzle as because of side projects that we right. started or because right. of other things, right? So Barrett ran a business called Living for Monday. Chase was a superstar web designer. Steph had uh, Miss Corner Office. I was a superstar web designer? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, and I was running Think Traffic. I like that. And, and it kind of led, all of these things led us to discover one another, to get to know each other, to respect each other's work. And then we kind of started forming this team. And here mm-hmm. we see Val who if she hadn't started her own business and hadn't been using these products and getting to know them very well and hadn't like been into uh she probably became aware of convertkit because she followed Nathan Barry because she read his blog and and on and on and on yeah. and now she's presented with this incredible opportunity and it doesn't mean it's permanent as she says in her post it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that she's an employee forever um, and I think all of us, I, I'm sure that Nathan realizes this just as much as we do at Fizzle. We're not all going to be here permanently. Mm. Um, we hope that we get a lot out of people while they're here and that we give a lot at the same time. And I think that's the situation that Val hopefully is in as well. Yeah, this makes me, what you just said made me think of this quote that I haven't thought of in a long time from Alan Watts. And it's just this little, uh, I can't remember the context that it came from. But he says, I promise to abstain from exploiting my passions. And it's something that in the context of hearing that the first time I was just like, you know, that flies in the face of a lot of advice given by like, find your passion, make a living off of your passion. And it's something that I've experienced in my life where if you find, if like engage your like need to be paid by something, even if you care a lot about it and watch it turn into a job because mm-hmm. all things that, that you yeah. sort of support yourself by, there's work that has to be done in those things that isn't always like you know, the, the, isn't always, it isn't always hunky dory, isn't always fun, right? But when you care enough about the purpose of the thing, it makes it way more likely that you're going to actually continue through with that work, mm-hmm. even when it's difficult. Um, and I, and, and when you were talking about like, you know, we ha- the power of a side project, something that isn't like you're, you're going to stand and teeter totter on this one little thing until I can create more legs from this thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it, when you, when you allow that to be a side thing, that doesn't have to support all your weight, it can really take on a whole other and, sort of, I don't know, energy to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so to me, the, the point of this is not to say you shouldn't try to build your own business. Yeah, I exactly. think Val's case actually proves that you should even more yeah. mm-hmm. try to build your own business because uh, you don't get a job from a random resume submission these days. It yeah. doesn't happen. Period. You have to build skills. You have to get to know people. And hands down, the people that get the choicest jobs are the ones who had some sort of side project yeah. in the first place. In fact, that's how people get hired at Google and Apple yeah. and all these places mm-hmm. now is that they get Aqua hired, meaning mm-hmm. Apple or Google or whoever buys their company because they want that yeah. talent. Right. So um, it's it's a great step, no matter if your goals are building a business or finding a great job. And it just means that there's even more value to building a business than uh, than what you think there might be. Yeah. So to me, the big like I was I was smiling, grin, grinning ear to ear when I was reading Val's post in the forum, um, because what I what I've wanted to say for a long time and kind of didn't have the words until until kind of reading her her story and sort of sensing is, it's that we 
listen, when you, this goes to everybody listening, listening out there, every single one of you, you driving your car, you, I see you running. I see you over there weightlifting. I see you at the gym. Yes, that's right. I see that hand as don't, you. Don't drop the weights. Don't, <laughs> don't drop the dumbbell. <laughs> we get a lot of people saying like, uh, then the alligator came out. Then I was in like my third rep and I was like, oh no. <laughs> spot, spot, spot. But I was on the Smith machine. So it was fine. I had cables to catch me. But I, I see you guys out there, whatever you're doing, listen to this. Like you don't want to start a business business what you want is 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 to be fulfilled what you want is autonomy independence creative fulfillment you want joy in the work you want meaning in the work you want a sense of self and self-actualization you want a sense that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing these are not working for yourself but a lot of us find those by working for ourselves that's probably what sent you here in the first place that's probably why you're here that's probably why you hate your crappy job or quit it in the first place or had to go from job to job is because most jobs you don't get that if there's any if there's a if there's a vision that that i have personally for fizzle it's about the dignity of good work done well for the right reasons um and and we almost in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up representing that as much as we represent independent, independent or, or whatever, solo or small businesses. But the, the, because the point is that feeling you get when you're, when you're sort of where you're supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? When, yeah. you, when you're like, oh, this isn't just about making ends meet, which is super necessary, but it's also about um, self-awareness, self-actualization, like feeling like I'm, I'm in the vein. And that's what I would love for us to be as, as fizzlers, as, as independent makers of all kinds. I would love for us to be talking in those terms more than just like, I need to earn a living doing the thing that, yada, you know what I mean? Because it's more, it's more than just your living. It's more than just a passion. And it, it's, it's also this, this sense of dignity and self, self-awareness and stuff. Some of us uh, spend 40 hours a week. Some mm. of us spend 60 hours a week. Some of us live cohabitated yeah. with people we work with unbelievable <laughs> yeah that's that's Who how much that? this matters it is it just to be to be frank it, it is separate entrance exit sure. you know it, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a full-on adu it's yeah. a, barrett lives in my basement an accessory <laughs> dwelling it, unit. Uh, it is it is he's basically airbnb being from yes me. i am and it's beautiful yeah it's good i get to smell his microwave fish mm-hmm. wafting up You're through welcome. the stairwell <laughs> So, so to me, when I was reading Val uh, Val's post, I was hearing that I was hearing, oh, and I love the way that you couched that, Steph. When you were like, um, I thought this was my dream, mm-hmm. right? And she said this as much too. And I, I think let's let's like camp out there for a second. Oh wait, I thought this was my dream, right? Right. A lot of life, it seems like me. A lot of wisdom is like saying like, oh, not this, not this. It was that the whole time. But I couldn't see that it was that. I thought it was this whole picture when it was really just this part of the picture that I was that I was resonating with. Um, and that's what it feels like to me. It's like, oh, I thought owning my own company or building my own business or working for myself, that was my dream. Oh, no, it turns out, and the word that she lands on is autonomy. Mm-hmm. Is It's like, and she also mentions in her, I think we should, Steph, in time, go through the, the numbers yep. that she lifts, lists off because I think they're strong. Um, but it's this idea that it's like, it's more, oh, I see now, the picture has gotten more nuanced than just owning my own business. Everything will be okay when I own my own business. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's like, nope, <laughs> nope, because I know a lot of people, uh, I have some close friends who started their own business and hated it because they picked the wrong niche or whatever, or like ended up presenting their audience or ended up, it, it, it's like, it's golden handcuffs. Same thing happens right. all the time when you get another job, right? So the, 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 the dangers are there 
the same, whether you're working for someone else or, or for yourself, that you can end up going like, what am I doing here? This doesn't yeah. feel right. You so know, the- I think what you're saying ties really well to her first point, which Corbett actually mentioned a little bit ago, but she, she talks actually twice about how nothing is permanent. And this idea that nothing is permanent has been so important. So just to unpack that a little bit, I think the way that I interpreted what Val meant here by nothing is permanent is it would have been very easy. And perhaps at one point when she was starting her business, she may have said to herself, once I can get to minimum viable income and have this be my full-time business, then I will have arrived. You know, this will be my thing and I'll be set. And I think what we're seeing here is the realization that, you know, that's just not how it works. You don't get to a point where you're just like, okay, I made it. Now I can just hang out. It's an ever evolving thing. And and think it also ties back to a concept we talk about a lot here, which is that everything in your business is an experiment, including your business and including the fate of your own career. So to realize that you're going to change over time, you're along with your business and that something might come along that is even more aligned with your values than what you had before. I think it's important to not pigeonhole yourself into thinking, nope, this is my business and I have to stick with it once I start no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. There's something really like kind of all life is always going to force you to open up your hands. (laughs) Like either, either you resentful, angry, red faced and snarling on your deathbed and you still haven't opened up your hands yet. You will in that moment, right before death, you'll go like, Oh, I get it. It was a, it was a thing the whole time or whatever, right? You know what I mean? Versus going like, but I will have my own business. I will do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think the way that Val's rolling with this, also, like, it's really easy for Val to roll with this, right? There's a there's a nice, I'm sure there's a nice paycheck involved. There's some security she mentions in another one of her points about um, it, managing my own finances uh, and the uncertainty of that day after day and week after week was actually really stressful yeah. and very harrowing. Right. And we, that's something that we've all experienced if we've worked on our own, you know? And yeah, so imagine that just that sweet relief of a paycheck. Yeah. Right? And yeah, totally. It, it, and, and so, so it's not that this is a very difficult situation for Val to probably follow her heart in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there are some, and maybe, maybe the most important times when you're sort of asked to do that is when it is kind of challenging, but you have a hunch. Like you see, like, like uh, we're with my wife right now. She's, she's thinking of, she's, pursuing a very big transition in her life and it's and it's it's very scary for her right and for both of us i can feel you can see you can feel the fear yeah but i'm kind of used to i also live in a make-believe world you do do you know what i mean but i'm kind of but i also like think that that's the real world like the point is is you should name that world i just name it i name it i'll name it we're all gonna die from cancer in the end anyways world so why don't you follow your damn heart? <laughs> like, what's nice. the worst that can happen? Nice. Dot world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way, to, way to kick off 2016. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. Just so you know, is everybody, we're all on the same page that, like, nobody gets to live forever, right? Yep. Okay, good. That well, is true. I'm still, As hold, Val says, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. As Val says herself, uh, you know, in points, I think, one and six. Uh, that nothing is permanent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so where, where what's next? Do you think, Steph? Where, where 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 else in this conversation to go? Well, let's go to the second one because I I think this one probably we could we could spend some time with for sure. I love yeah. this point. First of all, I just want to say too. So Val and I had some conversation 
in private, which was really awesome and eye-opening. Sounds like some backroom deals to Pretty me. Pretty much. You guys, I, Barrett, Corbett, you guys feel a little left out of this at this point? Extremely. Honestly. Steph is known for shady backroom dealing. Shady, totally. shady so stuff. Many. She's got shares in half our customers' companies. What the, you know? Yeah. That's we right. should probably come up with a policy against yes, that. Yes, we yep. should. <laughs> that's true. That, that Sorry, was, looking Girls back, only. that was probably not I a good idea. I understand why she does so many customer webinars. <laughs> <laughs> Here I have my lawyer here and we've got uh, an, an e-sign application up and we're ready whenever you are. <laughs> okay, go for it. Step two or number two here for her. Yeah. So as Val was sharing this with me, part of me was like, I felt like I was reading a letter from myself. It was so similar to mm. some of the feelings that I had when I was making a very similar decision to join Fizzle, mm. which I think, you know, the second one really resonates with me too. So Val says, I'm a better intrapreneur than entrepreneur. And what she means by that is she says this, I have an entrepreneurial mindset and I crave working with a team. In fact, I work best when I'm in team mode and miss that from her previous days with a different job that she had before she was an entrepreneur. Mm. She says, I like to help others achieve their dreams while doing what I love. That doesn't mean that I have to run my own thing. So I think a lot of us can relate to this. I know I certainly can. I bet Barrett can probably uh, agree with this and making a similar decision, but there's something really great to be said for getting to toggle between this idea of entrepreneur where you do have a team to have fun with and also build with, collaborate with, brainstorm with, but then also kind of go off into your own little hole and feel like you you own something and that you're able to be an entrepreneur within a business. So this is important to think about too. If you there are some people out there who really don't care about working with a team as much and that's totally fine, but you know, if you if you like having that interpersonal relationship or you like having that sort of community, it's possible that being an entrepreneur within a business is a possibility as well. Yeah. And it's kind of a way to short circuit the path to having a team because a lot of entrepreneurs would love to be leading a team, but the gap between minimum viable income and enough income to have a team that you can even lead is yeah. very large. Yeah. And that's an order of magnitude harder than even making a, a business successful. And so in this case, if you built a project and you've got good things going on and a great offer comes your way with the team you believe in, which is something she says here, sometimes it just makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a way to, to skip that step of trying to get there on your own, which is going to be fighting tooth and nail to make it happen and to say, Hey, this is just as good. And I don't have to give up my side project over here. And I think there's a lot, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good interplay there between getting to show up with a team and work together and then getting to go back, like you were just saying, and work on some project that's like your little mad scientist lab or, mm -hmm. lab or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there's something in what I, what I see is happening, and, I, and let's continue going through the list, Steph. What I see happening is she is, um, I don't know, she, she's identifying those things. Okay, so on the top level, it's like, uh, own my own business or work for myself, right? But then it's like, oh, hold on, what are the elements that make up that thing? And right. she's starting to identify them. Right. I prefer actually being involved in a team. Okay. That's good. And I think even the entrepreneur versus entrepreneur thing is, is like another construct with things that are built into it that I think she nails when she starts talking about working with a team. You know what I mean? Right. I crave working with a team. They're like not being alone, making every single decision in a vacuum, hoping it's the right thing to do, reading blog posts and listening to podcasts and just hoping for the best. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and so and the same with the next one, which we we'll, we could we've kind of mentioned already. But go ahead and read that one, Steph. Yeah, I will. In just one second, I'll I'll wrap up number two by saying one more thing that I think was very important in this case. I know it was very important in my case too. Val did mention just how much she believed in the team that she had the opportunity to join, and right. I know that's what happened to me too. It was almost like something I couldn't ignore. How much I believed in the Fizzle team when I was getting to know you guys and I was part of the community. Aww. It's true. So if you, if, if you think about it, if you're in this position, I think you do have to feel like, whoa, this is something that I feel like I have to be a part of. I think there's like a, uh, it has to speak to you in that way. It can't just be like, oh, well, I'd really like the security of being on a team. So let me just go join something. You've got to yeah. really feel like it aligns with the work that you really care about doing. I think that's really, really important as you, if you're thinking about making this kind of decision. Yeah. And in some ways, like honestly, the team, I think is more important. The team dynamics, the interpersonal dynamics, the life, the work life balance dynamics, all that stuff, in my experience, are more important than the mission of the company, the product itself, like the audience in some ways, like it can, it can be the most important factor in, Mm -hmm. in your own personal sort of survivability in any job, let alone like thrivability, because a good team probably isn't going, going like super deep on something that's crappy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's probably, it's, I think you'd probably be hard to find that or, and and good teams can do that for a time, but it won't last forever. They won't be able to do it forever. Right, yeah. good people come to the end of like things and go like, this doesn't feel like it's where I don't feel like this this mission can support us for forever. You know? Yeah, exactly. All right, go for number three. Okay, so number three, Val says managing the ups and downs of entrepreneurial finances is my least favorite part of running my own show. Mm. So Corbett mentioned this one, the idea of. Uh, she actually talks about habit, routine, knowing how things are going to be. So this is, I think, definitely gestures towards the comfort of having a paycheck, maybe being salaried and understanding um, what your income is going to be month after month and being able to predict that. The interesting thing about this is, you know, what you don't really necessarily get from the forum post is you don't even know if that monthly number, it could be less than what you're bringing in some months on your up months as an yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, so that's it probably kinda, is, right? Because yeah. she was doing service work as well well as she had created a blog that that was get, getting quite a bit of traction um yep. but you know it's feast and famine with a lot of this stuff and exactly. so all things being said at the end of the year you might be making a lot more by your, when you're by yourself but you're by yourself you don't have you don't you're you're living with the with the agita and the, and the stress of like going up and down every week yep you know sorry agita I've, i don't like it. it gives me agita you understand it's, it's indigestion it's a kind of a come on wait this guy this guy yeah I'm going to need a spelling on that one so I can look at it. Agita, agita, lasagna, agita, misogyna, agita. <laughs> it comes up on Google. I just want to tell you. <laughs> it's like an old man Italian word for like, I don't like for it. Heart, it means for heartburn. It's like, it's heartburn. I don't like, I don't like conversations with that, that guy. you get that from uh, Sopranos? Sopranos? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's in the dictionary. It means indigestion. Mm-hmm. And it can it also is. mean anxiety, stress, or aggravation. All right. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I think you have to be wearing a tracksuit when you say it, though. Like velour, you're close. <laughs> I'm close. You have a white, regular old <laughs> saggy T-shirt on. I got a white man's T-shirt with, on with an open uh, cardigan. Cardigan sweater. I don't have any. I don't have any elbow patches on my cardigan because I'm not fancy. That's but right. I do have my slippers on, you know and I've had them for though? decades. You know who does have elbow mm. patches? Mm. This guy. This what? Does your shirt have elbow patches right now? No. Oh. You're not even wearing it, bro. Oh, don't, yeah. even, don't even pull it doesn't, out. Doesn't count if that's you're like not wearing it. Old... But my sweater does. Oh yeah, but it's not leather, dude. That's like that's cotton. All right, you, it'll give you an, it'll give you an extra couple months of use. 
Come on. Got to get leather on that stuff. I'm looking I'm, everywhere, by the way. I'm looking everywhere way, for a blue cardigan with leather. If, leather. if you've ever wondered what the hell elbow patches are for, because yeah. like I've never had that problem. I worked with a guy who must have had sharp... Actually, you met him a few weeks ago. Oh, that guy, Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah. He must have had sharp elbows because he literally wore holes wore, in wore that through. part of his <laughs> shirts. You know what? And what it is, it's the kind of work. If you do uh, like a lot of drawing, if you're like up on a table and you're like, leaning over or something like that, yeah. anything where you're kind of like doing that a lot, there's a lot of rubbing, rubbing, huh. roughing up. And so I've been, cl- I've been craving like the uh, the like leather elbow patches on a blue cardigan. Mostly he was uh, typing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do a lot of that too. I do typing. I do up uppers, downers, lefters. Uh, a lot of typing. Uh, black and white, white and black. Uh, it's all ins I'm and outs. Colorblind, playing race one blind. side against yeah. the other. It's a little, little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, uh, Steph, are we? Um, where, 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 where were we? we? What's going on? What's happening? So I'm sorry. We're, Who are you? We're, it's okay. That was that was a little diversion, but we're. I think we're. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> I think where we were is talking about this. <laughs> like diversion. There's like a little squirrel that keeps jumping out of the bushes <laughs> pretty much it's like the diversion me- mechanism <laughs> totally so this this trade-off that you might potentially have to make of you know if you want to stay the course with building your own business being okay with some of the feast or fa- famine that comes with it or also maybe valuing the recurring paycheck that's predictable so having that trade-off you know for some people the idea of being beholden to somebody else and being on a salary is mm. just not even an option. It's not something that they even want to be part of. So yeah. you have to ask yourself if, you know, which way you lean and if, if you have values in either direction, whether it be having the stability and having the comfort of a paycheck or, you know, wanting to be the master of your own yeah. income, essentially. And this is something that we actually, within Fizzle and in the podcast as well, have been pretty light on uh, because the truth is, because there's two ways of doing this, right? It's ratcheting down your finances and your spending habits every single month. Like it's getting to the, the, the like, I, where money isn't as stressful of a thing because I don't need that much versus making enough money so that money isn't a stressful thing because I'm making enough, right? Whatever. The, the goal is money is not a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you can, and literally the, the results are the same in both of those, either because you've brought down your spending habits or because you're earning enough money. Um, and oftentimes you've brought down your spending habits for a short term in order to, to really be able to invest in the business mm-hmm. and get it to generating more revenue. But that's something that we've been kind of light on. It's something that I myself personally am like hoping to, to get a better, not necessarily a better grasp on, but I think it's like, I just remember this from like 10 years ago, thinking of going out on my own when I first started doing design on my own. And it was like, it was really inspiring to read those books or to think about that stuff about like, how do I pull, how do I rein in my finances? How do I make better decisions about all of this stuff and, and get into kind of like, I don't know, get into like hunger mode and like, yep. and like focus and really have a purpose and a mission with every dollar that comes in kind of. Yeah. That's actually one thing Val and I did talk about too. Funnily enough, we were talking about, how interesting and by the way I, that was funnily yeah. and that we did get a tweet and i'm gonna allow it because whoever sent that tweet i remember who was it it was uh hold on i'll find it in a second but he, oh yeah it was uh it was uh my what's his name from afghanistan who he was like i can't believe you let steph get away with funnily on the podcast i'm like dude this is the perfect kind of word right we are a matterful business yeah funnily that's a word. Enough, wait what's but, wrong with that that's a word I I I I do what I'm saying. I think it's a word. <laughs> is funnily a word? I think it's a, is it, honestly no, it's, it's a literally that's, yeah. That's right. Huh. It's literally oh, one of the adverb. It's the adverb of, of funny. funnily enough. Yeah. yeah. And I just like the way that it sounds tumbling off. Like, I feel like when I'm saying it, I'm going through a loop-to-loop on a water slide. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Funnily. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny, <laughs> funny is the adjective. There you but, go. Funnily is the adverb. But Val and I were talking what? about this yeah. exercise of 
really getting down to what you need every month and having a solid understanding of what that number actually looks like. So we talk about minimum viable income and understanding what it is. And I think nine times out of 10, that's a very, very eye-opening exercise because it is almost always less than you think it is. Yeah, that's what we have in Fizzle on that is the roadmap uh, part of... Because everything about phase one and phase two of the roadmap, there's, there's several stages inside each one of those. And they're all designed to get you, by the end of phase two, you are earning enough revenue to, to have achieved minimum viable income. That's just like ramen profitable. You're earning enough to support yourself. It doesn't have to be comfortable, but you can do it if you need to. You know, either whether yep. you're keeping it and so you can keep it as a side project and and stay stay much much you know stay afloat real easily, or you can dive all the way in and, and build that revenue. But I love that exercise of what is minimum viable income for you, because it's a really hard question to answer. And to get it all into a spreadsheet and see what, the, you see what the see what the car insurance and then the, the rent and then the things and all the stuff, it's like, oh, it's exciting. But it's also, you do it once and you're going to fall off the wagon because it's, it's just too many, too many metrics, too many balls in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so it's something that I would, like to t- I would like to go a little bit deeper on at some point. And, and so if any of our listeners are experts in this kind of thing or have had resources that have really helped them with us, uh, with this thing, let us know. Because I think it's an important thing for all of us, to, especially, especially when you're starting out. Yep. Okay, so that's number three. Managing the ups and downs of entrepreneurial finances yep. was hard for her. And now number four, hit this one, Steph, because this to me is, like, is, the, is the gold gold. All right, you guys ready? Here oh, we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so number four is autonomy. She talks about how autonomy is, she has figured out, autonomy is actually the thing that I crave more than anything. If I have autonomy within an organization, I'm just as happy as if I am creating my own autonomy. Mm, mm, mm. So that is, that is good. You want to marinate on that one for a minute? Um, let me, I'm going to look, hold on, define, do you know this little trick? You just, I think Google does this anytime you put in a single word in, anymore, but like define colon and then autonomy and you get the dictionary definition. Uh, the right or condition of self-government, especially in a particular sphere. I like that. Self-government. Self-government. Uh, yeah. Freedom from external control or influence. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, and, and there are degrees of autonomy. It's right. not like all, you know, one or the other. Um, I'm looking but, at But so that that's one of the things, uh, maybe it was a Dan Pink book mm-hmm. or something. Drive. Drive, where they talk mm-hmm. about what makes people happy. Right. I think uh, Tony Shea reads a lot of this stuff in designing how Zappos is operated. Mm-hmm. And um, autonomy is one of those things that matters a lot. And yeah. it, it basically just means having control over uh, what you're working on, how you're doing your work, and and feeling uh, like the results are what guide you, yeah. not somebody, you know, uh, forcing you to do things. Yeah, yep. other term, other words for this, self-government, self-rule, home rule, self-determination, independence, sovereignty, freedom is what it ends with. Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. freedom. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is the jam. This is what we this is literally what you're looking for when you're like, I want to start my own business. Let's not let's all remember this that this is what you want. You want freedom, you want autonomy, you want for me, it's always like some sort of creative fulfillment. There's some little, you know, whatever, four-year-old person inside of me crying out, going like, I have to make this thing and I need the people to see me and like me. Uh so, so we're managing that. But there's something about like the the um working out myself on the work that right. that that is essential to me i need that and so that's where like as as val's doing in this list she's just n- naming these things she's giving them her demons names right and so now they're not demons they're just like it's like inside out now they're like oh i have sadness in me and i have anger and i have joy and i have uh whatever fear and all those things by the way yep. how 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 amazing of a tool 
is Inside Out. Still for, haven't watched it all the way yet. For you can't get there. He's <laughs> just a puddle, no, I, I puddle midway through. It <laughs> no, you can't even get through it. Inside you started up and I you just started. Was in, was that Thanksgiving? <clears throat> that was when I saw it. Okay, there you go. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the Pixar movie Inside oh, Out. Don't have kids. Not interested. Good. Oh man, I that sounds like someone who's never seen Wall-E. Like, that was like a salty yeah, old yeah, man's yeah. version. It's, of I feel TLDR like I feel like Bernie Sanders like... just showed up. <laughs> like, don't have kids. I don't care. I don't want corporations to get that much money. Also, what's with the kid movies? <laughs> <laughs> what occasion am I going to have to watch a kid movie, dude? A Tuesday night. Wall-E is amazing. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you why. Because Pixar just goes like, "Oh, here's your heart." Bing bong boom, and you go like. You just yeah. whale. It's the best. Yeah. Also, Star Wars. Eh. Yeah, you're, oh, you're going it was fine. It was fine. You're going eh? It was just a rehash of the execs of the first true. one. How many times have you seen it? Once. Well, so I had to go back with a clean slate because I said the same thing coming out of it the first time. I was like, you ruined it. You just did exactly what they've already done. Why'd you do that? And then I went back. Spoiler alert. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, but let's not give anything away. Go, Steph. Go. Here, here's my thing. Harrison Ford's still a fox. So that was <laughs> that was what's in it for He me. was the best part of the movie. Yeah, he's amazing. I could watch him all day long. Uh, he is the man. <laughs> I saw some gif on Tumblr. It was like, some on the red carpet like hey what if what if they did a thing where they got all the star wars characters together and, and like created another little mini verse like how would you feel about that and he just looks at her and he pauses literally blinks and he goes i'd kill myself <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh, i like funny. i like star wars because i think what, he, what what jj is doing so well is he's like this is how you nail this this film for this genre <laughs> is that what's happening aiden is that you <laughs> How? Aiden, come here. Come here. Walk through the door, buddy. That come here really incredible. quick. Come here really quick. Really quick. Really quick. Okay. Come here. I want you to say... Aiden, did you like Star Wars? Yes. There you go, Corbett. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> okay, shut the door for me, buddy. <laughs> Take uh, that. Prove it. That prove was it. awesome. Um, okay, so uh, we were talking about Inside Out because we were talking about all these different... We're naming our demons. We're getting or naming the things that we really want when we talk... The things that we mean when we say working for myself. Actually, right. it's a really good way of putting it. What are, like, and, and I think there's an exercise in here for anybody out there who's, who's whatever, self-driven enough to, to understand this. When you're hearing Val say, okay, teamwork and what she calls like intrapreneurship, being sort of entrepreneurial within an organization, yep. uh, having the teamwork thing, the fear uh, and, and, the, and the uncertainty that comes with managing my own finances, I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, I love the autonomy. That's what I, I need. And I'm get, I, I, uh, on paper, at least, it looks like I'm going to get that at this new job, right? Naming these kinds of things is what is what can help you like figure out, I don't, make decisions like this, right? Yeah. Well, and I love that too because Totes. I think what the conclusion we're coming to is working for yourself is the mechanism. Mm. It's it's not necessarily the mm. thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're even trying to get. It's like the end result. So right. why shoot for the end result if you don't even know why you're why you're trying to get there? So I feel like that's what Val has discovered about herself through this process. And it's yeah, really it's cool. the it's the it's the means, not the end. Right. Yeah. yeah and a that's big good. part of the reasoning of why entrepreneurship has become so popular is that most people are just terrible at being employers. Most companies mm -hmm. are just very totally. bad about yeah. creating an environment where you can have those three factors that Dan Pink talks about of autonomy, mastery, and purpose because it's hard. And when you're a big company and you know you don't care about any individual because they're replaceable, yeah. the alternative for most people is entrepreneurship mm. right? because the companies that do it differently are few and far between. Yeah. And so Val got lucky 
And by lucky, I mean she went and busted her tail for however many years. So that Wait, she, she has a tail? Yeah, well, it's vestigial, but it, you can't really see it. Yeah, it's still kind of like in the body, you know? Humans do have the I little feel like leftover. We, I feel like, oh, okay. I feel, I feel like it was getting a little... <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you're just talking about like all of us have a little bit yeah, of yeah, a... Yeah, Like a little, a little waggle. Personal, a little right? waggle to it. Sure. <laughs> we have the remnants of what used to be a tail on... We do, no, but some people have real tails. Like, I, got, I can waggle it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying anymore. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. I dig it. You dig? Oh, most companies, yeah. The companies that can do that are few and far between. And Val set herself up to be attractive to that kind of company. And that's the yep. secret to all this is that when you put the time in to do the work as if it's for yourself and for your customers and you make it impressive and you make it matter, then people come calling yep. because you're the kind of person they want to come to work for them. And in their mind, they're saying, well, I'll take a chance on them because look at what they've already done. Yeah. And if I don't get them, then I'll go find someone else. But you're the person they're going to come find first. Right. And also you can't go into it hoping for that because like yeah. we've said a million times, your mentor, your idol, your role model, your whoever is not just going to come knocking on your door because you decided to start yeah. a thing. So it has to come <laughs> from a <laughs> good my, place. Some of my favorite tweets over the break were uh, like one from Justin Jackson and, and, and someone else saying, uh, oh gosh, I want to remember your name, uh, <laughs> saying, uh, by the way, I mean, you might want to look into it. Seth might be ready to make you his son. I mean, I think he'd probably be pretty into that at this point, Chase. I mean, you've got a good track record. <laughs> and, then he, and then he was like, can this please be a regular bit <laughs> on the show? It's just like, because I think we must have talked about that in the last episode. Yeah, uh, It's just like, we're all waiting for, you know, whatever, Seth Godin or, or someone to call and be like, all right, I'm ready for you to be my son now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that someone resonated with that. Yeah, feels good. Hey. Oi! Hey! Hey! <laughs> what is with the kid movies? Are you kidding me? Give me agita. <laughs> What's happening? There's a dinosaurs? Why? They're dead. Move on. Did somebody <laughs> say Star Wars? <laughs> Was that uh, that's what he right. said? That's what <laughs> my son hear. puts his mouth just up against the corner of the double doors and goes, Did somebody say Star Wars? <laughs> That is so crazy. <laughs> My goodness. You probably heard that from downstairs. He, oh, yeah. No, his ears perk up anytime someone says BB-8. <laughs> yeah, he can he can hear it all. Okay, Steph, so I like this last one from her. Can we, can we close out on this one? Yep, and let me just give a recap of where we've been so far, just to sum it up. So we had, yep. number one, nothing is permanent. Number two, I'm a better intrapreneur than entrepreneur. Three was the benefits of not having to manage the ups and downs of entrepreneurial finances and having... Uh, reliable income month after month. Number four was autonomy. And number five is, this one's interesting. She says, I've worked really hard to build a business yet still regularly looked at what it might be like to work for someone else again. So to me, there's like a little bit of maybe grass is greener or kind of wondering what it would be like to work for someone else again after having this experience of running her own business for about four years. Um, so she also says, I always told myself that when the right role presented itself, I would know. I also knew I wasn't giving up on my dream. I would just be moving into the next evolution. And she also mentions that her website and her current project is in no way shutting down, just shifting. So there's kind of a lot in there, but I think one really important thing is just understanding. And I think we mentioned this earlier too, that this is not in any way giving up on her dream. It's, you know, 
taking herself to a team with this new perspective that she now has. And she also says that she always had this sense that if she were to make a move like this, she would know. She would be able to recognize it. So I think that's really interesting and fascinating, really, that she was able to identify, okay, this is this is the right thing because I can just sense that based on what I the criteria that I've developed for myself in terms of what I'm looking for. And yeah. the other thing is, there may come a day when she decides she is ready to shut it down. She is ready to be all in and 100% right. focused on whatever she's working on at that time. And there's nothing wrong with that. We evolve as people. Our goals evolve over time. And as we accomplish things, we realize what else we could possibly do in the future. And if that means shutting old things down, that's not a big deal at totally. some point. You you mourn them and you you get over projects that go away. But that's a healthy part of growth and learning as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur or whatever you are, as a human being, that's what happens in life. And so there's nothing wrong with it either way, whether you keep it going or shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this is making me think of, there's this game that we play uh, in our house here called Hanabi that my friends Dan and Tom introduced me to. And uh, and we play it with Barrett and Nicole all the time, and we brought it up to Canada. We play it. I like it a lot. It's the only card game I found. Wait, that is this actually... a kids game? Don't care. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> is this the one where the where the damn dinosaur like loses his 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 shoe or something? Dinosaurs don't even have shoes. What is happening in the world today? Companies, corporations shouldn't have the kind of status that they have. Are we talking about Barney right now? I don't know. Or Reptile. Bernie. <laughs> Barney. You meant Bernie. But there's this game called Hanabi, and I love it. H-A-N-A-B-I. And uh, uh, it's kind of collaborative, uh, cooperative, and, and basically you can see everybody else's cards but your own. And there's a point in the game where you don't have any other move but to, to grab one of your cards in your hand and literally discard it. Even though it might be an important card, it might be necessary to win the game, but you have to rely on the fact that the people in the game with you have told you the things that are important about your hand. You can only know what you can know. Mm-hmm. And and so it's become my favorite thing in the game when I get to discard, like I love it. I get a kind of like rage and ambition going because it's it's like life. You can only know what you can know and make decisions with the with the information that you have. Yep. So be smart about what you can know right now. What are you capable or able to know at this point and make decisions with that. The where we get into problems is when we think we know more than we know, right? right. We think we have a better handle on things than we actually do. Um, and this is very this is very common because things often look more more simple than they are in real life when you're gazing at them from 100 yards away. So, so what I love about Val's question or uh, situation here, what I love about this conversation and I love about that game Hanabi is that like you can literally only know what you can know and you have to rely on other people in your life and your own sort of intuition about things, picking up on the logic that's, that's come before and sort of like whatever, little whispers of your soul. And, and that's what you have to use when you discard or when you choose to play something or yada, yada, yada. And there's something in that. It's the first game that I've ever played that I've actually was like, oh, this is a little bit like life. I like it. <laughs> uh, that's why I like it. And, you know, at the beginning of of this kind of move where you join a team and you have your project still going, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. But the hard mm. part, what happens three and six and 12 months in when you still have those things going on is finding a healthy balance between the two yeah. and trying to figure out how to be everything work needs you to be, mm. your job that you get paid a salary for and they're paying you to come to the table with ideas. How do you be everything they need you to be and fuel this, what ideally becomes a growing thing that that grows a little bit every time you put effort into it on the side. And I think that at some point, there comes a time when you do end up having to choose. Yep. You end up having to choose which path are you going to take? 
because you can't keep growing either your inputs to the team that you're on and your side project that ideally grows over time. Yeah. Uh, unless it's just a hobby, unless it's kind of the, a thing that you're just happy to let be as it is with no pressure on what it needs to achieve for you. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. love, I love Steph's last one or, or Val's last one here when she says, you know, I've worked really hard to build a business and yet I still regularly looked at what it might be like to work for someone else again. You know what I mean? There's just something that's always in the back of your head and... And it's it's kind of to me it's like a little bit of a of, of wisdom inside you going like hey that thing that you think your dream is that's not what your dream is your dream is this other stuff which is which which that thing might help you get to it it's a yep. it's a way for you to get to that like mm -hmm. Steph said earlier so um, uh, anything else you guys want to add here before we close it out I'll add one thing I just love this one more thing that she says towards the end mm. of the post I'll read this one sentence she says I want you to know that she's directing this to dear fizzlers who are reading the, the post. She says, I want you to know that you can have anything you want. You just might not know what it is until it's staring at you and looks like something you'd never have expected. Mm. That one hit home for me. And I think, you know, what's interesting, to, the, I guess my parting thought would be, you have a better chance of knowing what the thing is. You can recognize it when you know what you're looking for. And again, I think that's what this is about for Val. She's figured out what it is that she's really looking for. This one resonates with me because I think in many ways, walking through the door that led me to joining the Fizzle team, I may not have even seen that that was a door that I could walk through had I not put a lot of thought into what I want my future to look like, what I want my lifestyle to be like. And so it's just really interesting to me how all these possibilities that you might not even recognize if you haven't identified what you really care about back to that success episode you have to be in touch with those things first and then i think it's really interesting the different possibilities that might come up as a result of that mm, yeah like and i think you know on top of that you have to be willing to continually ask yourself is it time to dig in deeper or is it time to move on from this thing have i gained everything i can learn from it mm. because there does come a time when um comfort becomes the primary motivator for staying involved in projects mm. uh, if they're going well and if they're making you a good living and you yeah. have to be able to give yourself an honest assessment and go to the people around you and say you know where am i at right now yeah. it might be at the end of the year it might be you know when some big thing happens in your side project or whatever but you need to have those honest check-ins with yourself so that you know you're still on the right path yeah. and that you're not selling yourself short by whatever it is you're doing in that moment mm -hmm. so yep. And I think it's always take it always takes uh, it always takes guts. It always takes guts to to you know. Joseph Campbell talks about following your bliss. He's like, this is it. This is what you do. This is what life is. This is the whole point. You already know the path. The only question is if you're going to have the balls enough to to follow that journey, to follow that path. Um, and it is sometimes like we were talking about earlier. Sometimes it's easy and it's not that challenging. It's like the world sort of opens to you, and you're like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. I have to say yes to it. It's a good team. It's a good paycheck. It's steady. It gets me over that sort of up and down thing that I, that I really haven't liked that much. It, it's all of these things that it's, it's clicking all the boxes. And, and sometimes it's easy. Like it, it, not, not that it's totally easy for, for Val in this. I don't want to make, make that point. But just that sometimes, though, it's really, really hard. And when you look back at the, at the end of things, like it's going to be like, did you follow, did you follow it when, you, when it was calling you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really get like the older I get, I don't know, maybe it's just a, a phase, but I'm getting all, I'm getting all like mystical these days <laughs> about like these days. <laughs> it's true. I always was a bit of a mystic, but like there is just, listen, your soul will call you to things and you either can pay attention to it or you're not. And chances are you're too scared to, to follow it. Cause it's nightmare. That's craziness. But man, it's, 
when you when you can be as brash and idiotic as I feel like I'm learning to be because like I live in a make believe world, uh, you can create the rules of the game. You know what I mean? But you can't. You're not going to be playing by like if if I'm if it's about money for me, like then then I don't get to create their own rules. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just don't get to. But if it's about teamwork, if it's about entrepreneurship, if it's about um, autonomy, if it's about the things that 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 Val has identified, if it's about the things that I've identified for myself, then it's a a playable game that can be really really fun, regardless of the results of the thing. I'll always work to get my my needs met. You know what I mean? Anyways. I think so, it's I think you're brave, Val. I think this is awesome. I agree. I agree completely. And when we came up with this podcast topic, I kinda asked and we never really settled on it, but I thought a little bit about what's the what's the outcome we want for people listening to this? You know, what what do we want them to take away for, from this? And for me, it's not that every entrepreneur running their own thing should go look for a job that's better than whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. I don't think that's the point at all. That's not why we brought this up. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's to validate the fact that even when your business doesn't turn out the way you thought it was mm. or, or that it would or the way that you imagine the work to be when you're successful, yeah. quote unquote, doing independent work, putting your, you know, your life or career on the line to go start something, to try something on your own, to build it up into something that people see and identify with your personality, with your being is valuable, regardless of whether that is the thing that leads you to where you thought you wanted to yeah. go it does help you take another step forward and build your career over time. And it's validation for me that even if you're in the thick of it and you don't know if the thing's going to work right now, it's still going to be worth the effort in the end. Yeah, I like it. Corbett, any last words? You guys nailed it. Oh, man. We got the... uh... We we got the the affirmation from Papa. That was yeah. that was like a big rubber stamp on that one. Again, the dinosaurs I don't understand. Uh, listen, just before we go here, um, again we have a a massive year discount for anybody ready to take the plunge in 2016. Yep, this is a chance for you to one spend week only. Yeah, it, I don't think we'll even mention it next week on the show. We won't be able to because it'll be done. It'll, it'll be, be done, done basically. So uh, just head to fizzle.co Yep, and you can sign up. For one week only, mm-hmm. for a very special annual discount. It's $245, $245 for the whole year of Fizzle. Right, which is equivalent to paying for seven months, but getting 12. Yeah, uh, regularly this would be, how much is it? It's like $420, $420 if, yeah. if you just pay monthly. So so this is a big deal. You're still going to get a two-week free trial. Yep, uh, and do the thing. We don't. We we, we ever. You know, we make a, a bit about about talking about you should join Fizzle because it's a good thing. You're you're going to do it at some point if you're serious about your business. How I feel about it because we're going to be building the best place in the world for anybody who wants to start an independent business and and keep building and growing it over time. But this is a, an awesome time. The beginning of the year, you get you get to like be on the site. You ever been on like Apple's develop like release cycle where you like you get the new iPhone when they dele- yeah. when they release the new iPhone and you're just like kind of like in sequence with yeah. it. Your contract's up at the right time. That's what this is kind of like. It's like the, every year. It's like, are we are are you still going to do a business this year? Yep. You know what I mean. Like, and I'm hoping that we can we we do this every year. I don't know if we're going to. We're not committing to that. But like, I love this moment in time where it's the beginning of the year and it's like, screw it, let's do it. Um, by the way, that's a shirt we still have to make. Mm-hmm. Screw it, it let's is. do it. It's a I agree with you. Book. I think if it were up to me, every one of the customers that is going to join Fizzle this year would join right now, and they would just go on this journey with us for a year. Because uh, are we going to do a webinar with with the everybody that does sign up, or are we going to do one? Yes. Yeah, we will actually. We'll have a um, a very special for everybody who joins on this plan. Yeah, we'll have a special session next week uh, with all four of us. Yeah, and um, you'll have a chance to see Fizzle through our eyes. We'll walk you through everything that you need to know, 
and we'll be there to answer any questions to help uh, talk about your specific issues or yep. business or whatever you want to do. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 thrilled about this. I hope I hope uh, that this is something that sort of you know what's your appetite because if you've been thinking about it, wanting to pull the trigger, this is just going to be the biggest bang for your buck that you can get for your business in 2016, right? I mean, you can go buy someone else's two thousand dollar product. You can do onesie twosie, a bunch of blogs and podcasts. You could um, you you could. There's a lot of stuff that's in Fizzle that you could find for free elsewhere, but you're not going to find it in a sequential order like it's in Fizzle, and you're not going to find it with the community. You're not going to find it with the kind of focus on I don't know, just pushing things out the door, which is what the work of being an entrepreneur is. And that's where our bread and butter lies. You know what I mean? So uh, just make sure you got enough butter for your bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh... I feel like that was getting uh, a little bit racy. Uh, you know, it sounded a little bit like you're talking about. Oh, I didn't at all feel that the way. The disgust but. in Steph's voice was the most reprimanded. <laughs> I feel I didn't know like a four-year-old that, that needs to get slapped. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, a good piece of toast <laughs> needs enough butter, and you're over here taking it. No, the- I took it somewhere completely different. I went in out into orbit, but uh, it's just maybe you really do have that clinical thing. <laughs> What, to red? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Good deal. I have been Chase Warman Reeves. Barrett's literally on the floor. I've been Corbett Just yell it from down there. I've been Barrett Brooks. (laughs) I've been Steph Crowder. And we'll see you there, or we'll see you on another time. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So... There you have it. Val, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We loved hearing from you today. Listen, show notes uh, are at fizzleshow.co slash 144. But if you're thinking about taking advantage of that uh, that huge discount that we're offering, you're going to find that at fizzle.co. Just F-I-Z-Z-L-E dot co. Uh, again, that is only going to be available until next week, uh, the 15th of January. So if you're listening to this live, that is what's going on. If you're listening to this later, that is, this is not a, an offer that's on right now. <laughs> again, uh, anyways, you remember the detail from that. Head to fizzle.co if you want to take advantage of it. I hope you do. Hope to see you inside. I hope that 2016, uh, I don't know, let's start it off with, with, uh, with joining Fizzle and being a part of that webinar and doing the thing. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, listen, here's a specific little, uh, here's a little topic uh, or a little, little benediction for us at the end. This is from uh, an Irish poet called John O'Donohue, who says, In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. Ooh, I like that. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. And we'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.